There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, we had a dress rehearsal. We had a little snow drill today, this morning, when you woke up, a little dusting. Yay! Uh, yeah, some of us feel good about that uh, on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Also, Forget where you are, yep. there, kiddo. And also, too, I'm Colleen Lindstrom, and that is Bradley Trainer. Hey, ladies. And we did have a and snow boys. drill. We had a little snow this morning, and I think that that is just, you guys, you can't be in denial anymore. It's I'm, coming. I'm just, maybe I'm, it's the age I'm at, but I'm like, okay, I, can we just forego the whole, like, oh my God, it's snowing. Like, if it drops a foot on us, great. Let's, you know, bellyache about that. But until we get there, can we just be fine with the fact that we live in Minnesota and it's a dusting of snow. And I actually, on my way home, was kind of delighted by it on my way home from the gym this morning. So yeah, that's just my headspace, though, kids. It's kind of pretty out there. But here's the deal. You can't be in denial. It's happening. Yeah. It is happening. Here. So uh, now, 651-641-1071, what are your tips for surviving the winter? What are you going to do right now to brace yourself? Is it like something practical? Like, I don't know. I had my snow tires put on my car the other day. Look at you. And I didn't have any problems this morning driving on that snow. Well, I mean, you weren't actually driving on snow, FYI. Well, it was icy. I know this because I don't know about you, because you were out, if you were out early at the gym, I was out Maybe at like where you were, but 545, there were cars like sliding through intersections. I know south of the metro was particularly bad. Yeah, it was like there was some sliding around. Uh, so anyway, I had my snow tires put on. I feel real good. Um, but, you know, maybe there's other things that you're doing. You're ready to survive the winter. Have you plugged in your uh, your sad lamp? Are you getting your 15 minutes in front of your lamp? Uh, how are you getting ready to survive the long winter now that we know it's actually coming? 651-641-1071. Bradley, what are you going to do? What I'm do just going to embrace it, and I'm going to start doing my things. So I, d- I got I'm my holiday. I'm writing this down because I, I want to remember sack. in March that you are embracing it. Go yeah, on. no, I... Well, but see, that's the point, right? Now is the perfect time to embrace right. it because it's not March. In March, we will bitch. That is what we do every year. Yeah. But on the front end, it's enjoyable. It's not always enjoyable on the back end. On the front end, I got my sack. And I like to dig into my holiday sack and pull out my favorites, my smelly things. Like, for example, my pine-scented candles mm. and uh, hand creams mm. and lotions. I like to... I got a lot of lotion in my front Oh, <laughs> man, that holiday so sack smells weird. Okay, I was selling the analogy. I'm just uh-huh. saying, like... In my bag of holiday tricks, yeah. I got my smelly things that get me through. I also like to play a little holiday music. I, I actually got excited when I heard a commercial for 
you know, the um, seasonal holiday music channel. Um, because I just, you know, like, especially when there's still a few leaves on the yeah. trees, um, there's a light dusting of snow on the ground. There's just a little nip in the air, uh, you know, driving through the beautiful uh, Minneapolis neighborhoods. You're just like, oh, I could do this. Yeah, you know? I can live this. So to me, that's my, I get my my uh, accoutrement, you know, yeah, my bits and pieces. <laughs> Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What are you doing to prepare for the long season? Jenny's on the line. Hello, Jenny. How are you getting ready for the big winter? Jenny, are you there, Jenny? Okay. No, Jenny's, Jenny's dealing with it by did, hanging up on us. Yeah, she's like, I'm angry about the snow. Uh, but here, Holly, how are you going to get ready? How are you preparing for the winter? Mm-hmm. I prepared by never not preparing. What does that even mean? Because it means that I just left all of my winter tools in my car oh. the entire summer. Okay, oh, okay. Well, give so some hot it's tips. Just like, just leave it there. Yep. You get you get your snow, Joe. Okay, Holly, explain because you do have like a real bag of auto tricks. Yeah. So I got a Snow Joe thing. You can get them at fine retailers wherever Snow Joes are sold. And it's this big, giant scrape thing that's fabulous. When you've got a foot of snow on the top of your car, you just get the Snow Joe out, and then it wipes all the snow off. That's For fantastic. those who can't, uh, who don't have like a garage to park in, who have uh, outside parking, yeah. a Snow Joe is an essential. Well, and yes. even, uh, I don't have a, snow, a brand name Snow Joe, but I have something like it where... It hooks together like a like a transformer and is able to scrape the snow off the roof and everything. And even even if you have a garage, like when you pull into work here and you come out at the end of the day and you've got a foot of snow on top of your car, it's essential. Now, the thing that I asked Holly about was something that I saw on the internets yesterday, and it looks like a giant bra that you put on your windshield. And you actually swore by it, Holly. Yeah, it's called a frost guard. So how does it work and what does it do for the layman? So it's a giant piece of fabric that you pull over your windshield and it's secured via bungee cords and another piece of fabric that you tuck into the door. So you shut the door, then the fabric is secured and you can get it based off of the size of your car. But the idea is, is that it will block all of the ice and the snow from accumulating on your windshield so that at the end of the day, when you're walking out of work, you're like, oh, okay, there's a foot of snow, whatever. I'm just going to yank the frost guard off. I don't have to scrape my windshield. Bada bing, bada boom, you're done. They also have like little pockets for your mirrors. Yeah, man, they're cool. And the thing That's for genius. the thing for Holly because she doesn't have covered parking is that uh, it'll keep the ice off. So yes. overnight she won't have to scrape when she gets up early. In yeah, the morning. so I don't have to do the Jerry Lundegaard thing. Did you prepare yourself for the dusting this morning? Heck no, I didn't know it was coming. Today I was is not one paying of those attention. days you could just drive and the snow will go right. <laughs> I but I wasn't paying any attention, so I had that moment this morning when I was getting ready to go to the gym, where I looked outside and I was like, "Whoops!" But I have to get the jacket. Wasn't supposed to accumulate. Then I had to start the car so that I could get in and have toasty butts seats from a butt. Yeah, no, because you need to. You need to have. It was uh, chilly. If you don't have a starter, get a starter. I mean, there's all sorts of things you can do. Get the holiday music out. Start thinking about your holiday decorations. Make a nice festive snack. What's your festive snack? Oh God, you. you there are all sorts of nuts. You can make some roasted nuts. You could make some tea. I think this is tea season, 
and get some holiday spiced tea experiences yes. happening. Yeah, oh, no, there's yes. all sorts of stuff. Some lovely potpourris. Yeah. What is this, 1987? Yeah, I feel like my mom is the only one that still buys potpourri. Mm-hmm. And she buys no, it but from like, Marshalls. You can make like a wet potpourri. Section. You know, you can make it yourself. A wet potpourri? Well, you know what Ew. I mean. Like you, I do <laughs> like apple cider and then like one cinnamon stick and then some orange peels and some cloves. And then I put it on the so like on simmer spices. and it just smells fantastic in your house. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, everybody's talking about... ABC and the Jeffrey Epstein piece. But what they're not talking about is why this happened in the first place. It's so obvious. We're going to tell you about it after this on My Talk 1071. Well, yesterday, everybody was talking about ABC being rude for uh, put, laying the smack down on the story about Jeffrey Epstein. There's probably somebody else to blame, and we want to tell you about it on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Well, the story yesterday was that ABC's Amy Robach was sort of, um, well, in the hot seat because of a video that leaked that showed her complaining about ABC quashing a story about um, pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. And the conversation yesterday was very much around ABC, like, oh, how dare they? And, you know, just the horrible position that Amy Robach was in to, like, come out and have to basically defend her employer. But you clearly heard the words come out of her mouth and we can go through them in just a minute. But to me, that's not the story. I mean, that is a story. It's a valuable story because like NBC in the case of um, Matt Lauer, well, not only in the case of Matt Lauer, but specifically Harvey it started with Harvey, yeah. with Harvey Weinstein um, and Ronan Farrow. There was this whole conversation after that story uh, wherein NBC was criticized for really trying to kill a story that, you know, everybody else was ready to, to run with. So now ABC's in the hot seat for that. And that's a valuable story. But to me, a, a missed story or a, a story that we should also talk about is the one wherein the words that sh- that Amy Robach says really indicate that there's a lot more going on here. It's not just not only did ABC try to allegedly end this story about Jeffrey Epstein, um, she says uh, in those released uh, or in that released video um, that essentially the palace found out about this story and remember that the palace is the royal family and in addition to allegations against jeffrey epstein there are allegations against jeffrey epstein's friend and uh you know uh cohort or whatever you want to call him prince andrew and that it was really the the royal family that was putting pressure on abc and abc therefore was putting pressure to end the story because well, ABC would like access to the royal family. So that, to me, is a huge part of the story that I think bears a conversation, at least on this show. Well, and it definitely tells a story, which we've been talking about for for weeks, about the ways in which the palace is interfering with stories about Jeffrey Epstein in general, or how they're trying to get above the fold so that the focus is on whatever they want you to focus on in the royal family and not on... Uh, Prince Andrew's involvement with Jeffrey Epstein, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, I wanted to give the actual words that she said in that video. Um, you know, people have issues with how the video... Well, I don't know. Here's, here's the salient point for this particular part of that story. Um, you hear her say, 
I've had this story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. Um, she's saying to someone off camera, we would not put it on the air. First of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who he is. That's a stupid story. Now, here's what's totally believable about that. What does that sound like? You may not remember, but what it sounds like is over at NBC, when they were having the conversation about whether or not to go forward with the Harvey Weinstein story, Ronan Farrell was told by executives um, uh, over at NBC, do we re- does anybody really care what a Harvey Weinstein is or even know who he is and therefore care about his indiscretions? Right. That's how it was spun to him. So it's totally believable to me that this is true. That when she says, they told her, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who he is. This is a stupid story. Then she goes on to say, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Meaning, the royal family knew that part of this story had allegations against Prince Andrew and was putting pressure on ABC to not, um, well, I mean, they. she says threatened us a million different ways. Quote, we were so afraid that we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will. They also quashed the story. So that to me is huge because now while you may say to yourself, what does the royal family got to do with what ABC does? Okay. Can I just remind you, as Holly reminded us in the preparation for this particular segment, what just happened last week on ABC? Yeah, they um, aired that documentary about Megan and... Harry in Africa. Exactly. Yeah. So access. Yeah. ABC has access to the royal family, which is hugely popular in the United States. Right. And ABC, in addition to being a news outfit, is also, you know, an entertainment company. Right. And they are producing entertainment television. And so you can totally believe that the pressure, you know, and I can totally believe that the people that are responsible for arranging interviews with the palace would say, hmm. Are you guys working on something over there? Like, that's maybe not, you know, if you want to continue to have access, you might want to rethink this particular piece. You, I mean, it is totally plausible to me that the palace put pressure on ABC, or at least people had the perception that their access would be limited yeah. if this story was reported the way that um, Amy Robach says it was to be reported. And again, at the end of the day, I feel bad for Amy Robach because what's she going to do? Right. Like in this moment, she's caught between a rock and a hard place between a very uh, stony rock and a hard place because she either, you know, admits that that's the case and her employer yeah, and says throws her Bye. employer under the bus. Yeah. Uh, or she has to like not tell the truth. And then that I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Thanks for credibility into question. And frankly, for your career, I don't know that that's a winning strategy. So I hope she gets the opportunity at some point to tell the full story about it. But at the end of the day, hello. Well, this is frustrating because to your point, this is the second time in as many weeks that we've had a story about a news outlet uh, 
pushing aside a story that is an important story based on their personal interests. Yeah. And that's frustrating to say the least. Also, I don't I don't I don't understand why the reply to well nobody knows who that person is. That's not important. Is to say something along the lines of well then it's our job to tell people who that person is. Yeah. And why it's important as a news, like as a news organization, that is part of your job yeah. to tell us why we should care about this person yeah. and what they're doing. And it's one thing for them to say, I don't know that people understand who that is. And then it's the reporter's job to say, well, here's how we make that to your point. Yeah. Uh, salient. Yeah. Here's how we inform the listener, because at this point, that the story is not Jeff or well, at that point, the story was not necessarily Jeffrey Epstein because sure, nobody knows who he is. But but the story is there is a huge, 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 um, you know, I don't even know what you want to call it. Story of abuse and privilege and like the story itself. Take the names out of it. The story itself is the thing that people need to pay attention to, because if it's not Jeffrey Epstein, it could be Harvey Weinstein. It could be Matt Lauer. It could be a dozen other people. It's people in positions of power have the ability, um, you know, have the ability to not suffer the consequences that everybody else does when they make or when they treat people this way. And you know, the the second thing I think about is like, if these, if we're hearing about just these stories in this way right now, how many more stories are there like this that we are not getting the opportunity to hear because yeah. of personal interests on the behalf of executives? Absolutely. Ugh. Mm-hmm. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. We've got some celebrities behaving badly. We call them There's D bags after this on my talk. One Oh seven one. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We have a name for those celebrities behaving badly, and that name is Dierberg. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. My D-bag, I'm taking it that you pulled up my uh, D-bag story. I did. I indeed did. So uh, my D-bag today is Cosmo. And Holly, feel free to just get some stuff ready because I just feel like we're going places. And I would just like to apologize if you're eating lunch. Okay. Here's a headline I had to click on. Oh, my God. Did you? Yep. Nope. Did. Cosmo. And I'm going to use a euphemism. Okay, first of all, give me a euphemism for... Uh, oh, okay. How about this? You know how we talk about the back door? Mm-hmm. You're talking about the knob? No, I was, <laughs> was going to say doorbell. Oh, okay. But yeah, keyhole. No, sure. Like where you put the key? Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. It depends. Let's say doorbell. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, I'm going to talk about your doorbell because I opened this Cosmo, not yours particularly, but Cosmo did this article. Straight guys notice your during sex, but it's no big deal. And by I mean your doorbell. Uh, <laughs> hello? <laughs> Candy Graham. Anyway, 
And I'm like, what is this about? This is about your... Apparently it is. Recently, they um, they talked about how gay people apparently like to look at these things. And they were like, I wonder if straight people do this too. Okay. They like to look at doorbells. Oh. I mean, I have some questions, but I don't want to ask them. Um, I literally have never, ever, 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 not ever once, never had this thought cross my mind honestly and again what this article is and i'll just i'll just cut to the chase this article and the reason i made cosmo my d-bag is they're making you feel insecure about your doorbell yes okay your back door doorbell thank you anybody in there so here's what it says this naturally got us thinking do hetero guys judge or even notice women's during sex? I mean, sex is already a very vulnerable experience, and there's perhaps nothing as vulnerable as showing your is all up in your partner's face, which, to be honest, in some positions, it most definitely is. And what continues is a treatise on um, being insecure about your And then, here's what they do. They go, no, no, don't worry, it's no big deal. Do you know why it's no big deal, ladies, that a guy is looking at your during sex? Why? Um, because we've got five guys here to, to tell you that's okay. They like it. And then what proceeds is quotes from oh guys about gosh. thinking about their oh my partner's gosh. doorbell. I, oh my gosh. And they go, I was, I, I def- oh geez. No, I got to read some. Oh, okay. You just got to, you got to uh. go with it. Holly, get the button ready. I definitely noticed during sex, although I've only had a few partners who like positions that expose their butts. It was an excellent gauge of how I was doing because, and I'm not reading the rest of that because it would do some stuff. Uh, Which button do you want me to press? I don't the know. Shut this down button. <laughs> As for my, I don't think it's visible. If it was more tightly manicured, maybe I wouldn't mind, but I don't think I want my partner seeing mine. And I will tell you, all of these blurbs go as follows. I think it's hot to look at a lady's doorbell. <sighs> Don't look at my doorbell. Like, literally every one of them is basically a riff on that. <sighs> and I thought to myself, who, like, stop making women insecure about their bodies. Also, what? What did you read? I can't even. I can't <laughs> Which even one? read what number? number four on number the air. Four. I cannot even read it on the air. Well, he says here's what you can read. Cosmopolitan magazine is trash. Hell, heck, yeah! Of course we notice. I'm down there for like 20 minutes. I mean, I am never. But what's so weird about it I is can't. like I'm all for sex and I'm all for fun sex and I'm all for whatever doorbells, knobs, uh, broomsticks, broomsticks, bed knobs, doormats, window screens, airplanes, all of it. I'm I'm here for all of that. The problem I have is with the like the like um, p- uh, particularization of this story. Like focus, it's literally making women feel insecure about their body yes and like if a guy is uncomfortable with your doorbell don't let him put something in your front door right let him visit your house yes keep him out of your yard yes because if a guy like if you read this and the guy was like actually i think it's kind of nasty 
okay, well, go find something else then because you're not coming anywhere near me because I don't know if you know this. I got one of those and it's there. I mean, okay, so here's the, like, the and sad it does truth. Some things. And I don't mean to be the person who throws the wet blanket all over the story. Yeah. But like, the, welcome to Cosmopolitan magazine. Oh, no, I know it's Cosmo. Like, but- um, but like, welcome to any magazine. Like, since I I remember like realizing when I was like seventeen or eighteen years old that all women's magazines want to do is make you feel insecure about sex. Exactly, and we have talked about that for decades. Yeah, this is two thousand nineteen yeah. on the internets, and it's do guys look at your doorbell? I didn't know there was uncharted territory in this type of article. Until now, also I took the uh, I took the little um, what poll they have in the middle oh, of this. Here's the question: Yeah, have you ever thought about your partner being able to see your during sex? Seventy percent of course, people said, "Of course." Yeah, I wait, have, wait, I what? of course clicked no because I hadn't. Yeah, I clicked the same until thing until I read this stupid <laughs> article. But seventy percent of people are worried about their partner seeing their fervor. I've never even thought about yeah. that. And if they never did, once, not if, ever. If some guy once. was like, "Hey, Holly, I'm really not keen on that doorbell," then I'd, be I'd be like, like "Bye." bye. Also. Right. What? Well, and also, do you not like fingers? Everybody I mean, has the doorbell. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got a doorbell. Like, I could see. I could. I could really go without the doorbell. I can't. No, nope. I can't. I'm pretty sure I needed that. Yeah. And I also love how they just sort of make the gate like they they they, they throw the gaze under the doorbell. Bus that was my first question. They go recently. New now next, which is a, a gay site. New Now Next writer Bobby Box wrote about whether gay men judge each other's like like the front business. Uh And the answer, after extensive anecdotal research, was yes, they do. Which, like, no, like, sure, in the way that you judge any part of the body. But again, if you are having the relations with a person that is judging the quality of your doorbell... I just wish people would be more That thankful. person does not belong in your neighborhood. Yes. Much oh. less your front yard, backyard, attic, basement, wherever. I just feel like overall it would be nice if more people were grateful that they were uh that they were having the experience at all. Yeah. Like, oh, I could really do without your doorbell. Yeah, sorry. Oh, beggars can't be choosers. Oh, do I? You know what? You need to get fixed. Your face. Okay. Get out of my <laughs> Okay. I don't like. How do I follow this story? <laughs> I just have to close it. Okay. Um, I have a D bag. No. It's well. I don't. Okay. It's like a. It could be a lot of people. Okay. It's gonna we'll start like it's Chloe Kardashian because it's about Chloe Kardashian. Okay. But really, it's the real, the TV show, the real, and also the rest of the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you'll remember yesterday we had a conversation about Emma Watson and the quote that she gave about being happily single. She calls it being self-partnered. Yeah. And we went into a conversation about how, like, why is it that partnered has to be the Goal. baseline? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's like the normal, right? Well, Chloe has weighed in on this sort of 
Um, she was on The Real. She was a guest on the show, The Real. And uh, they, of course, immediately went to asking her about her relationship status, which that's the first thing that makes them D-bags. Like, like your worth is in yes, whether who you're or not partnered you're to yeah. or, you know, yeah, what your plans are for dating. So that's my first D-bag, right? Mm-hmm. And then Chloe goes on to say that she's like, it's not even the headspace. I just don't know what the point of rushing it is. If it's natural, great. But I'm just so in love with true. And I don't feel incomplete. Yeah. And I don't feel incomplete. Okay. Or that I need to distract myself in any way. Okay. I'm totally good and I'm happy and I just love it. Okay. So essentially they're saying that Chloe um, is baby partnered because she's got her child. There's so many things I'm irritated with by this. Um, they they say that she is baby partnered. She's as baby if partnered. That's a thing. A as if that's it's a called thing. She's a mom. But B, this is the other part that I get really irritated by is like this. The words that Chloe says sound great if you don't think about them, right? If it's natural, great. But I'm just so in love with true, so I don't feel and I don't feel incomplete. Like the only reason you would want some partnership in your life is because you feel incomplete right yeah that's not true no in fact you can feel incomplete with a partner yes yeah yes or you can feel perfectly complete and find a good and find a partner um and there's like this like weird sort of unspoken judgment in all of that here can i just be honest what it is is lazy it's just lazy speak yeah it's like here's a cliche thing that i'm gonna say that you know you're gonna totally be like oh yes 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 and and nobody's really thinking closely about what that means because any thoughtful person would say like no 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 the reason to be in a relationship is not to feel complete to me, anyway, as a person who's in a relationship that is relatively fulfilled, and I am, as a person, relatively fulfilled, at least that's a judgment I'm making at this moment in time. That's my thoughts and opinion. Uh-huh. Um, it's like, a, it's, a, it's, how do I even want to put it into words, I guess? Like, it, you can't, there is just no easy answer. I can be a complete person who found another complete person and be completely happy with that person, yeah. but also independently happy as a person. Yes. Like, I don't need someone to complete me. I also don't need to be looking for some. I don't know. It, I just it's wish just that, lazy. First of all, I wish the real didn't ask about it because I think that's the first problem yeah. is that when a single person or a person who's been in a relationship that said the Kardashians make it all our business, right? Yeah. So I get why they asked the question um, about her relationship status. But why wouldn't she push back that way? Why wouldn't she say like, I don't need a, you know, like I don't need a man to make me happy, but that doesn't mean I'm not happy. I just wish she would have start just left it with like, that's not something I'm doing right now. Period. You don't owe anybody any other explanation about the choice you're making or not making. Yeah. You, all you, all she needed to say was, that's not a priority for me right now. Because to say anything more does this sort of like quiet shaming of, you know, maybe there are women who have young children who are dating. And that doesn't mean that they're not complete. And it doesn't mean yeah. that they love their children any less, for goodness sake. You know, it doesn't mean they're not completely nuts about their child. I wish, I, I just wish she would have just said, that's just not what I'm doing right now. Yeah. I'm not Period. focused on that. Moving on. How about you ask me an actual question?
But she doesn't. She doesn't like, do that. I was going to say, what would she actually answer a question? I about? realize I was asking way too much out of Khloe Kardashian, you guys, and I do that frequently. I expect more from the Kardashians. Also, baby that partner is, is not a thing unless it's you're with your that. baby, and, and that's illegal that in is most a, states. And we've that's a problem. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'd like to in- introduce you to a secret part of my inner self. Um, she came out yesterday in the form of Kids Bop Karen. And if you haven't met Kids Bop Karen yet, you're about to see something special. Oh. After this right. on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Um, okay. Uh, so yesterday I was introduced to, um, a part of my inner self. Have you ever seen the movie Inside Out? No, have I? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a Pixar yeah. movie. It's oh, God, lovely. The, All the different emotions. Oh. And oh, yes, oh. right? Well, I met one of my inner emotions yesterday, and her name is Kids Bob Karen. Um, this went viral, and I'm not proud of it. Um, this is based on, okay, what happened was a, a passenger in an Uber or a Lyft or some sort of ride service, um, the, the Lyft driver cut off this lady. Okay. And the lady got out of her car in the middle of traffic. This is the thing that scares you, right, Bradley? Like this type of road rage? Uh, yeah, because you don't know if she has a harpoon. Yeah. Well, she did with her mouth because she. Uh, they opened up the window and the driver was addressing the woman, but the woman was paying attention to the rider who had who had uh, hired the car, who was taking video of her. Um, her real name is probably not Karen. Um, but that's a meme. But that's a meme. Yeah. So we meet Kids Bob Karen. Can we all be acquainted with Kids Bob Karen? Here we go. Calling you a b- The window's open. They can't hear me because they're listening to Kids Bob. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Really sorry. You are? No, it's my, it's my, it's it my fault. It is your fault. Yeah, I know it's my fault. That's why I'm, I'm saying sorry. She thinks it's cute that her driver almost hit my kids, and she thinks she needs to take a video of it instead of apologizing like a stay. So stopping in the middle of the road is gonna help. You being a is gonna help. I'm insane. I don't know. Calm down. Calm down. It's okay. I'm sorry. He apologized. It's my my fault. He apologized. Yeah, I know. And you know what? That didn't upset me. But the sorry that told me to calm down. What I'd like you to do is apologize instead of being a You're calling me sorry, but you're calling me a oh, set, sorry. set an example. I'm sorry. My kids can't hear me calling you a The window's open. They can't hear me because they're listening to Kids Bob. Okay, oh. that's Kids Bob Karen. <laughs> and Kids Bob kids Karen, Bob Karen needs looks to, like, like a child. Take a deep breath. And I realized, I was like, that's what my insides are doing sometimes when I spot an injustice. As long as it's not on your outsides, because I don't think that would work for you. And again, That's you could get That's the key to being an adult, is yeah. trying to figure out how to keep your kids, Bob Karen, inside. Also, at the moment that a woman is getting her face in my car, I'm not there anymore. Well, also, too, the moment I'm getting my face into somebody else's car. Like, no, there's no, so no. much well, about this. D- this is You did one time get in a school bus and tell those children... Well, I mean, what's what? Yeah, that is you true. were mm-hmm. you were school bus Colleen. I did get in trouble for that. Yeah. Can we talk though about um, 
Because if you haven't, you should you should watch this video. What is Kids Bop, by the way? Kids Bop? Yeah, I don't oh, know. Bradley. Okay, Holly, right. get a classic mm-hmm. up for us, okay? Mm-hmm. So Kids Bop, I think, I don't even know how many volumes there are. You know how there's like, now that's what I call music? Oh, yeah. The, so just Kids like, Bop. Yeah! Stadium. Kids Bop is kid covers of popular songs, and oftentimes they're sanitized for kid ears, right? Oh. So I'm trying to think of like my kids have liked kids about before well, let's just listen okay. to old town road oh, road you okay. know a, a popular song this year mm-hmm. to say the least here it is kids, kids bop. bopped so it's like actual kids yeah yeah i'm gonna take my horse to the old town road i'm gonna so do they change the lyrics or something? Yep. Um, not always. So like, and this one, let's listen for a second. I want to hear when they start talking about lean. Oftentimes, if there's like some questionable lyrics about drugs or sex yeah, or they something, they will replace like them with something. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to remember what all about that bass. There was like, I just remember because my so kids CeeLo went through. Song, <laughs> yes. You, it's Seriously. And I think they did a version of that. I'm, they take all the popular songs and they make kids sing them, do covers of them. And oftentimes they do change the lyrics. And like my kids, when they were younger, loved Kids Bop. Um, so, I mean, I think really I, the gift of all of this, Bradley, is that you've been introduced to Kids Bob. Uh, yes. And I will say, did you see this bit about she did um, talk to TMZ? Oh, she did? She said she didn't reveal her name, uh, but apologized for the incident and admitted that white privilege may have indeed been one of the reasons that encouraged her to behave the way she did. Well, honey. She apologized to the driver and the passenger and said that she would was fine with the viral trolling. Well, I'm assuming because I don't know if you know this. This is why you don't want to be Karen kids. No. Kids Bob Karen. Mm-mm. In addition to the fact that, well, it's kind of rude. Also, um, people lose their jobs for stuff like this. Oh yes, they do. So Karen is lucky she didn't lose her job. Yeah, I mean, did she? I mean, I don't know if she has like I, if she works outside of the home or I what. Don't know. But she, she, yes, she should be embarrassed, and I'm thankful that she has the. Awareness that it was her white privilege that got her in that position in the first place. Also, too, I just want that to serve as a reminder to everybody to keep your emotions kind of in check a little bit when you're out, you know, in the great big world. Yeah. But I, I will admit, like that's sometimes what my insides are doing, you know. Yeah, and then you think better of it. Well, like when you're driving on the road and somebody cuts you off. Mm-hmm. And then they go really, really slow or they like go around you so that they can go super fast, but then they get stuck at the stoplight and you're like, oh, a lot of good that did you, huh? Right. Yeah. But do that to yourself. Don't put that out in the world. Have that conversation on the inside. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, well, we'll tell you when we come back what we want to talk to you about. Okay. All right. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. 
So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.